stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's Director of Research, Shiraz Mian, to discuss the earnings season and some of the worries that are out there. I know, Shiraz, there's a worry here about peak earnings, so we're going to discuss that. Sure. That's kind of the catchphrase now. Um, I'm always reminded of, like, what happens after a peak? <laughs> it means there's a decline coming, and what could that mean? You know, we've seen a lot of the companies, they're growing at, like, a really really rapid pace right now, but everybody expected this with the huge corporate tax cuts. But you've brought up an interesting little tidbit that I think most people aren't aware of about this earnings season, that it's not just earnings that are growing at this you know, really elevated rate, but it's the revenue side sure. too. Yeah. And that's not all because of the tax cut. That's right. Yeah, so the, the, the overall growth picture for earnings has been good for a while. If we, if we go back a little bit, it was, uh, I believe, in the third quarter of 2017 when we came out of what we referred to then as the earnings recession. And uh, it's, been, it's been a very positive picture ever since Q4-17 was very good. And then the, the expectations for Q1, how they evolved, particularly after the, the tax cuts, were just totally off the charts. And you're absolutely correct. Not all of the revisions for Q1 and also the rest of the year were because of the tax cuts, because we saw quite decent positive revisions for revenue estimates as well. We're not seeing a bunch of that now, though, even though Q1 results are very good, and the overall commentary from management teams about Q2 and the rest of the year is okay, we are not seeing positive revisions for estimates for Q2 or the rest of the year. So does that mean peak, not peak earnings, peak revenue of some kind? So, so growth is still there. Okay. Uh, it's, it's still going to be very strong growth for earnings as well as revenues. I think all the forces that gave us the earnings growth in Q1 as well as the preceding quarters are still very much in place. So the outlook for the U.S. economy remains very good. The outlook for the global economy remains very good. Some of the sectors that had been struggling the last few years, finance, for example, amongst the big ones, and then energy, not as big anymore, but that's benefiting from higher oil prices. So all of those trends should remain in place. I think the issue from a stock market's perspective is that none of that is news. We right. knew that. Yeah. So uh, yes, growth is very good. Yes, it's the highest growth we have seen since 2011. But we were talking about that even before these results came in. Nothing's really changed on the margin. And that's why the market seems to be shrugging these otherwise very impressive results, kind of like, what have you done for me lately type of situation. <laughs> yeah. I get asked a lot on Twitter now that we're getting a lot of the big fang names and the popular sure. glamour names rolling in with their earnings. A lot of them were, were records, super strong reports from you know the Amazons and those types of companies. 
but the stocks have gone down after the earnings and they're all like, how could this be happening? It feels like the same kind of thing as what we're seeing about the overall That's earnings right. season. Like everyone knew these companies were pretty much gonna crush it yes. <laughs> this quarter. So they did and now it's like, meh, well, that was nice, but yeah, how can you keep this up? Or Absolutely. is this the height of it? Oh, it's only down from here. So you get all these doubts creeping in. Uh, and those are fair. Uh, the, just, uh, just a brief comment on about the have we topped in terms of the growth. So the answer to that is yes. 22, 23% earnings growth for the S&P 500. We cannot expect a repeat of that. In, in the coming quarter, that's going to be strong. It's in double digits, perhaps high teens, but not this level of growth. And the major companies, you mentioned the technology companies, technology company growth has been very strong, not only for the last few quarters, but actually yeah. for the last few years. When we look a little bit deeper into the tech earnings, pretty much all of them are spending a ton of money either on investments or on employees. Right. So, so a company like Facebook, for example, may have a 30, 35% revenue growth, but its payroll expenses are growing like 50, 60%. Yeah. And if, if that's the environment we're moving into with the unemployment rate at 4%, if they have to continue grow, meaning they have to grow their payroll expense at a pace even higher. So that's not as much of a big issue for, for the Facebooks and the Googles of the world because they have the top line growth yeah. to absorb that. But that isn't the case with the JP Morgans of the no. world and the Caterpillars of the right. world. For them, just any top line growth is a big win, but if they have to spend a lot more on their operations, there'll be a hit to margins. Yeah, I saw some article that said at the MBA schools, Amazon is getting like a third of the MBA students or something, at least for summer internships, which That's usually right. leads to full-time jobs. And they are able to basically crush the the old perennial winners, well, a lot of them were financials, That's which right. is probably still up there too, but like Procter & Gamble and all of that, they are gonna have to up their game, even up their salaries Absolutely. in order to attract these that's right. same types of individuals. So that's kind of working its way all the way down. I was uh, taking a stroll in Chicago the other weekend and it was right in downtown off the Mag Mile. I passed all these fast food restaurant chains that are right there. There's like a Taco Bell, um, a Jimmy John's and a couple other regular restaurants and a barber shop. And about 80% of them, I, I noticed this on each one of the windows to go in had help wanted signs. And one was a full service restaurant, not even a fast food, and it said it was hiring all positions. <laughs> so if you were looking, I mean, if it was me, I would be going to each one of these and sure. saying like, what can you give me that that guy next door is not gonna give me? Absolutely. And no. you know, try to get your best deal, obviously, because you're in the bargaining position, but you can see where the costs are gonna have to be rising Absolutely. for all of those businesses. Yeah, the, we haven't really seen that many earnings results from the retail sector yet. Right. Uh, the restaurants, we have seen some, but many are still coming with margins already pretty thin for that sector. I suspect that we will hear a lot more about the payroll expense and inflation on the wages front from that part of the corporate sector relative to what we have heard thus far from others. But even from the others, I think we can't be that far 
when this becomes a recurring theme on these earnings calls, uh, I know that uh, in, the, in the broader aggregate uh, discussion, the uh, wage growth has been a missing link thus far, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine that being still non-existent six to nine months from now. I think yeah. this will become a more permanent feature of the earnings landscape and there'll be a hit to margins. Yeah. Um, let's discuss that second quarter, the evolution, because I've been tweeting out your charts the last two earnings seasons and obviously the ones for Q1 as of like three or four months ago, it was super exciting to see that sure. evolution chart because it was like 11%, then it was like 17%, Absolutely. and then now we see what it's at. And I normally would want to tweet out next quarters too, but I see that it's not as exciting. I mean, it's supposed to be up big again, That's right. but it's, it's kind of unchanged over the weeks. What does that tell us that these companies are telling us this earnings season about what's to come? I'm very disappointed with how the, the estimates for Q2 have evolved. When estimates for Q1 were rising, and obviously, as we mentioned earlier, the tax cuts were a big driver for, for, for how estimates for Q1 were moving up. But I did notice, and I shared that in the commentaries too, that revenues for Q1 were, were moving up to, and not just Q1, Q2, Q3, and the rest yeah. of the year as well. So that gave me confidence in underlying momentum on the earnings front that even once the tax cut benefit has been implemented, there'll still be enough momentum that as these companies report Q1 results, we'll start seeing this positive uptrend on the revisions front for Q2 estimates, yeah. and we're just simply not seeing that. In, in early March, the expectation was for about 177 17.8% earnings growth in Q2 yeah. for the S&P 500. It's 17.9% now. Okay. So, it's, it's better than what we used to see the last few years, yeah. but it's nowhere near what we saw for Q1 or even 2017 Q4. So estimates are not going up. And I think this discussion we had about payroll and expenses has to be part of this equation. We'll know more about this when we discuss it in retrospect. We are literally discussing this in real time. So a lot of this stuff yeah. is, isn't clear at this stage, but I think that has to be a factor that companies are a lot more cautious on the margins yeah. front, and that's showing up in analyst estimates as well. Yeah, even for some of the companies I follow that have had even big beats in Q1, despite the rising yes. estimates and all of that, they haven't been giving as, if they are raising for even the full year, it's not as much as you might think. That's right. And I've, I have heard a couple of them talk down the rest of the year. I mean, while they see it as being good, yeah. they're not you know, going over the top at all about yeah. their outlooks. Absolutely, the classic example, I would go back to the Caterpillar earnings report and Caterpillar literally had such impressive results, yeah. top line growth, the margin gains, every business segment on their business side had impressive results, domestic, international, construction, mining. And before the earnings call, 
I saw some analyst reports and the four or five analysts were literally gushing how <laughs> impressive the results were. Yeah. And my, uh, my theory, which I, which I, which I mentioned to, to, to some of you guys and I also put it on my commentary, that the investor relations must have walked into the, the C-suite and told the CEO yeah. that these analysts are extremely optimistic and you have to talk down. Yeah. And the, the press release had no discussion about margins being under pressure or material costs yeah. being a worry. And that was the takeaway everybody took from the earnings call. Uh, and we know how yeah. the stock responded to that. Right. So yes, management teams, even when they beat, even when they come out with very strong results, they have not been that upbeat in, in their outlook for the current and coming quarters. What are we seeing from those who have reported? I know we have the scorecards so far in the S&P 500. And it looks like we have 100% of the auto sector has reported already. And that area doesn't look that good <laughs> when I'm just looking That's at right. I'm looking at the negative side of things. And that could be a bad indicator possibly for the economy too, right? Or is it Absolutely. just we have reached the peak auto? I, I think we have. We had this morning the April car sales data. It was mixed across the yeah. board. I think anybody who wanted to buy a car has bought a car. Yeah. The environment for all of these players is extremely competitive. So even if the overall aggregate sales remain close to record territory, which it has been in recent years, 16 and a half to 17 million on an annualized right. basis for, for the industry as a whole, U.S. car sales, the, 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 the overall incremental sales environment is becoming a lot more competitive. So the, 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 the promotions they have to offer, the discounts they have to offer, it's getting tougher for these players to make money on the sales yeah. that they are making. So uh, I think it's fair to say that the best is behind them. If interest rates are going up, if the financing side of the business uh, will be a lot more discerning and, and they'll be doing a lot more due diligence. And then these guys have to offer a lot more incentives to move, to move the vehicles. Then from an earnings perspective, it's, it's not going to be as profitable for, for the GMs and the Fords of the world right. as it has been in the past. Yeah. Okay. That's something to keep in mind for everybody who's investing out there. What about on the finance side? Those stocks haven't really gone anywhere in 2018. Right. Surprisingly, once again, I thought, you know, banks would be where you'd want right. to be. And we've had some good reports from some of the big banks. Even like I've seen a few of my favorite community banks are fine. They're all just going right along. And some of the data that we've had so far from the S&P 500 earnings, earnings growth up 26% so far and revenue up 85 so those sound all good. So is finance still an area you might want to be in? Absolutely. I think of all the 16 sectors outside of technology, whose outlook, as we mentioned earlier, has been strong for a while, finance is the one sector which from Q1 onwards is at an inflection point, meaning the earnings outlook for finance is looking up. Yeah. And you, it, it appears that we are just at the beginning of the cycle yeah. for, for many of these players. And 
when we talk about aggregate margins for a number of other industries and sectors, we may have peaked or we are close to peak, but finance is one area where you could literally see how much room there is for growth in terms of margins. And a lot is riding on what happens to interest rates. So the stock market performance or lack thereof is primarily a function of how the market is struggling with sizing up where the yields will go, what the Fed will do. In terms of the earnings outlook, no other sector, in my judgment, has as good an earnings picture as finance does from here onwards. Okay. So, so we have, you rightly point out, about 26% earnings growth, about 8% revenue growth. Uh, if we combine for the sector as a whole, we will be about 25% earnings growth, about 6-7% revenue growth. And I think that okay. trend should continue over the coming quarters as well. So a very strong earnings picture for finance. So it looks even better than for energy, which everybody's talking about? Absolutely. So energy is purely a function of what happens to oil prices. And the year-over-year comparisons for energy look very attractive. They will remain so for the coming quarters as well. But over the long run, once you move past the next few quarters, things kind of, quote unquote, normalize. Okay. Unless oil prices keep going up. Right. Unless we get into the 70s and keep building on that. If one is very bullish, then perhaps you could, you could look to uh, the energy sector continuing to grow earnings at that level. But when I look at S&P 500 earnings in the aggregate, while energy's outlook is good, energy simply doesn't have have the weight anymore in the index as a whole as it used to back in the day. Finance, on the other hand, is a much bigger player. So whether you're talking about the banks, the money managers, the insurers, or these money center banks like the JP Morgans and the Citigroups of the world, the earnings outlook for all of them looks very, very good, provided the interest rate environment remains helpful. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, I know I'm going to have you on again to talk about energy because we haven't talked about that in a while. Sure. And energy will also have some of the same problems that we were just talking about with labor costs and all of that, won't they? Because they're starting, they have to go out there and get a lot of workers that they laid off a couple of years ago. And now they're competing in this very tight job market. Absolutely. Yeah, no, the, 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 margin, the margin question is as relevant, perhaps even more relevant for energy yeah. uh, than it is for many of the other players. And it's, it's not as front and center right now, but as we discussed, the wage issue and its impact on margins will be a recurring theme in the coming days. How does revenue look for the second quarter? I think you've mentioned that um, is that kind of just, it's going to be up, but it's it's not increasing either, just like the earnings outlook yes. for the second quarter? Yes. So the flat picture that we are seeing for earnings growth, the evolution of earnings yeah. growth for Q2, it's totally the same for revenues okay. too. Overall growth is pretty strong, but it's just not moving up. So whatever was expected two months back it's practically the same. So still a pretty strong growth picture overall, both for earnings as well as revenues, for Q2 as well as the rest of the year. 
there is no incremental improvement in the outlook. And, and my sense is that that's the reason why the market is less than enthusiastic about these earnings reports. There are the strength we are seeing in these earnings reports. We knew about it already yeah. on the margin. Nothing's really improving and everything is priced in. Yeah, I do have to say out of the earnings and the companies that I follow, there hasn't been any surprise earnings beats really. Even the ones that have beat, you're like, oh, of course they did, or they have a great track record already and they've beaten for like five years in a That's row. Right. Some of them are raising, but not as many as I expected as we talked about. And it's just kind of like, oh, it's another one of these. And That's right. it hasn't, I, yeah, I haven't seen any where you're like really surprised at how good That's it right. is. Yeah, the trend has been for strong earnings and we got strong earnings. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing unusual about that. It's yeah. not like how in the third quarter of 2017, when for the first time earnings growth turned positive yeah. and we all started taking note of that, or the fourth quarter of 2017, when the outlook really started yeah. shifting. Nothing new here. It's good and it's okay <laughs> for the market to just shrug these uh, good results. They are yeah. good, but not great. Sometimes low expectations is, is a better thing, I feel. I, one, one, one additional thing that we did not touch on, when we look at in the aggregate, the proportion of companies beating EPS estimates, the proportion of companies beating revenue estimates, just to give you a sense of how strong the fourth quarter of 2017 was, even though revenue growth and the proportion of companies beating revenue estimates is very strong, and strong relative to historical periods, revenue beats are not as numerous as they were in the fourth quarter of 2017. Huh. So it's good, Interesting. but it's not great. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one, one, one additional aspect yeah. where folks could come and look at the aggregate picture and say, yes, we have seen it. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing new. Uh, in fact, in some respects, the fourth quarter of 2017 was better than what we, yeah. are, uh, what we are seeing now. Well, I had you on and the title of that podcast was, what is this the best earning season ever? I think, so, uh, I think we, may have, uh, we, we may have it right. Yeah, yeah, that was the best earning season. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some stock picks because I know people like to hear those. So we talked about finance and so I still really like that sector, as I said. And I just recently added one of the bigger regional banks to um, the value investor, and it's PacWest Bank Corps. P-A-C-W is the ticker there. They're just in California. All their uh, branches are in California, but California economy is doing well, so so are they. The, the usual story with the banks. They did just raise their dividend, and it's now yielding 4.6%. So I like that. It's the Zach's number one now. And then another bank that I like that I used to own in the Insider Trader like a year ago. Some of the insiders were buying there, but it's one of the, there's a lot of these community banks that are sure. much more obscure. This is a little bit bigger one, but it's called West Banco. WSBC is the ticker there, but they're in West Virginia, which you wouldn't normally sure. look for for your banks. 
but they've been on kind of a buying spree. And recently they just announced that they spent $378 million to buy Farmers Capital Corps, which I think is, they try to buy smaller banks that are about a six hour drive from West Virginia there. So they're in Kentucky and Ohio now, parts of Indiana and over in Pennsylvania too. So once all these deals close, by the end of 2019, the analysts said they should have about 12 billion under at, under um, and assets. And so that's not so small anymore sure. once you get up, get up to that level. Anything over 10 billion, they're subject to different regulations right. by the federal government. So, so yeah, this is not as small as what they used to be, but it's kind of an unknown one. So I like this bank a lot. Like I said, West Bank O, WSBC. And you've been a fan of Comerica. That's right. Very strong numbers from Comerica. In fact, I have Comerica in, in the focus list. I have uh, J.P. Morgan Bank of America in there too. Okay. Comerica is is kind of in this 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 blend uh, shape. It's not too big. It's not too small. The big question with banks for a while has been this outlook for interest rates. Yeah. And that's as big an issue for for these smaller players as it is for the J.P. Morgans and Bank of Americas off the wall. But yes, Comerica, uh, I've been a fan of that for, for a while. Uh, it's still doing very, very good. We have it in the focus list. One other stock we picked for the focus list recently, I have received some grief from subscribers, Uh-oh. was Wells Fargo. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask you about and, that one. And uh, Wells Fargo was amongst the few big banks that had poor results. Yeah. But in the focus list, we, we have this flexibility of being long-term. So when I, when I wrote about it, I told folks that it's possible that our timing may suck. Uh, and uh, mean turned too out early? Too early. Okay. But overall, I thought, uh, and I still believe that, that it's, it's been such a quality franchise for so long, even though some of the shine has come off of it following yeah. the scandal, but the, 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 the internals uh, of the company are so strong and the valuation has been so compelling, yeah. uh, particularly after how they have been beaten up over the last couple of years. I really like that. Okay. We, we made another uh, kind of contrarian call with General Electric, too. Oh. General Electric had a very good quarter yeah. in Q1. And part of that was how expectations had really come down. Yeah. Uh, but a big fear with General Electric had been this question about the sustainability of the dividend, the, the yeah. sustainability of the cash flows. And again, we may have been a bit too early okay. in there, but I think General Electric is on the mend as well. Okay. So let's recap some of the tickers. PacWest Bancor, PACW, West Banco, WSBC, Comerica is CMA, right? That's, That's right. right. Yep. We mentioned JP Morgan. I also own that one in the value investor. That's JPM. Wells Fargo is WFC, and then a secret one, GE. That's right. And they're back in the mix, GE, General Electric. So there's some good things to mull over there. And as always, I'll have uh, Shiraz back on for more earnings talk on a future episode. And, of course, about energy, because we will revisit that. There's a lot going on in energy, so that'll be a good one. And as always, you can get all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. We're also on SoundCloud. And you can now get us on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, be sure to subscribe. All of the Zach's podcasts are over there on Spotify. And we're, we're really excited to be over there on that platform. So as always, I'll see you again next time. 